This is the One Thing Podcast, where we teach you the surprisingly simple truth behind extraordinary results. My name is Jeff Woods. I'm the vice president here at the One Thing team. In the last episode, you heard me record an episode with a good friend of mine, Dane Maxwell. And we talked about specifically how you can, the one specific way you can engage with your customers to eliminate your risk and boost your profit when you're trying to create new products. So if you missed that episode, go back there and check that out. In this episode, you are going to meet somebody who has played a big role in my life over the last few years. Um, My journey all started when I realized that I needed to upgrade the five people that I was spending the most time with. I needed to reach out to the people who were where I wanted to be and start surrounding myself with them. And I remember sitting in a room at at an event and the guy on stage said, none of you know who this guy is right here and points to the guy you're going to meet here today and basically started listing out his career accomplishments. Started with this little company called Gateway Computers when it was just a few people in a barn and was part of the team that ended up scaling it to $11 billion in revenue. Then he became the right-hand man to Tony Robbins and played a major role in scaling Tony's organization as the executive vice president of sales. He then went to work for John Asaraf, who's another person in the personal development space. Then he went to work for Chet Holmes, whose big sales name that many of you are familiar with. Long story short, the guy has been surrounded by some titans of their industries, and I have surrounded myself with him. Eating healthy is an investment. It's an investment in yourself, but it also often requires an investment of your time. But good news is Factor has delicious ready-to-eat meals that are ever fresh and never frozen. They're chef-created, dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. With Factor, you can choose from a weekly menu of up to 35 options, including popular things like Calorie Smart or Keto Direction or Protein Plus or Vegan and Veggie. Also discover 60 more add-ons every week like Breakfast on the Go, lunch snacks, beverages to help you stay fueled, feel good all day. And we know our listeners here at The One Thing are focused on health and health goals. That's why we choose to partner with Factor. And if you visit factormeals.com slash 150 and use code 150, you can get 50% off your first month plus 20% off your next month. Again, that's factormeals.com slash O-N-E-5-0 and use code O-N-E-5-0 to get 50% off your first month plus 20% off your next month. So today I'm excited to introduce you and allow you to meet my friend and a mentor of mine, Gene McNaughton. What's up, brother? Hey, man. Good to be here. Yeah. And for the record, I wasn't in the barn with Ted Wade at Gateway, but I was there shortly after that and, you know, really had a unique experience to help build a company from, you know, an unexpected, literally our first building was a tin shed in the middle of a cornfield in South Dakota to, you know, half million, a million, a hundred million, a billion, and then all the way up to 11 billion. So yeah, it's been a unique experience. I've been blessed with people coming into my life, whether I've attracted them, which, you know, I do believe in the law of attraction. I do believe in the power of intent. I do believe in getting clear on what it is you want to do and letting through your actions and then through what the universe will display to you, letting great things come to you. No different than how we met. Yeah, absolutely. Well, everything. And (laughs) when we figured out how close we lived to each other, I mean, it was literally what, a mile away? (laughs) Well, literally, but it was no accident that, you know, I spoke at that event. There was no accident you were in that event. Of course, you had to take the action because if you remember when I got done speaking, you know, I was surrounded by a dozen people that had questions that wanted to talk about hiring me for consulting services. And I remember you, you were patiently waiting, patiently waiting. You found your time. And at that time, 
podcasts were like, you know, a new thing. It's like, you know, what's a podcast? And you had been introduced earlier in the event as having one of the fastest growing podcasts with the mentee. And you approached me with such sincerity with the idea that not, you know, what can you, Jeff, get from me, Gene, but it was more of, hey, I can help you reach your audience. Would you be interested in having a conversation? No problem. And it was ironic, if not, it was destiny that we just happened to live a mile apart so we could go meet at a coffee shop. And what started as a simple, let's do a podcast together, developed into a real relationship. And in listening to the Mentee podcast and the One Thing podcast, it's one thing that I'm so proud of you that you continue to emphasize is the power of relationship. And the premise of a great relationship is what can you do for somebody else? Because it's a natural law for all of us. When somebody does something good for us, we intuitively want to do something good for them. And that was the time when, if you remember, Jeff, you were still working at the pharmaceutical company. You were going through some frustrations. And you know, it wasn't anything more about the podcast anymore. It was about you know, us having conversations, me giving you some guidance on how to handle those turbulent waters. And you effectively did that. Well, and, and let's dive into there because, um, you know, it, folks, Gene and I just got on today and we're just talking. There's no real agenda on this. I just know that greatness is going to come out of this because it always does. But I want to talk about mindset because this is something that all of us really struggle with. All of us can be doing better in. And, and I'm going to pr- paint a specific scenario. This is right when I find out that we're getting the change to our commission structure. And the moment that I realize that my income is getting slashed by 40%, I remember in the middle of the day, I said, I've just got to go get some air. And I'm in San Diego. I was visiting some hospitals down there. I drove to Torrey Pines, which for any golfers out there, you know what that is. I went to the beach down there because there's a mountain that I would run up and I just needed to blow off some steam. And before I got out of the car, I'm parked literally on the sand of the beach, looking out at the waves. And I'm talking to Gene, kind of explaining what had just happened. And he offered some guidance to me that really changed my mindset because I was in this victim mentality, which how many of you have ever been in a time where something bad happens to you? And all of a sudden you go to, why me? Why would they do this to me? And Gene offered um, a unique perspective in terms of asking a more empowering question, which is, great, these are the cards you've been dealt. Now, how are you going to beat the comp plan? Talk a little bit about that, Gene. Well, a couple of things I want to elaborate a little bit more was you were you were in such a funk because you're, everything was like, I, I, how am I going to afford my mortgage? How am I going to afford my car? How am I, I got a child on the way. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? And the first thing I said was, well, what do you want? Hmm. Now, what happens is when we get dealt difficult circumstances, and I don't care who you are, what level of career you're at right now, you are going to get dealt difficult circumstances. The winds of change are going to happen. And the more successful you are, the more difficult the cards you get dealt. (laughs) Well, it it seems to be inevitable. It's inevitable that, you know, Jim Rohn talks about the seasons of life and the seasons of business. There's a winter, there's a spring, there's a summer, and there's a fall. And we all go through these cycles and these seasons. You were in a winter season and your mindset was, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, how am I going to handle this? And I had to change your paradigm and change what's called your ability to think in terms of possibility to say, okay, what do you really want? 12 months from now, if you could design your ideal life, what would that look like? 
So I got you out of the holy, you know, what mode into, well, if I could design it perfectly, I'd be doing my own thing. If I could design it perfectly, I'd have a coaching business. If I could design it perfectly, you know, I'd have some level of financial freedom, whatever that is to you. You know, the, the numbers are irrelevant. Inevitably, the cards you've been dealt are the cards you've been dealt. And let's face it, everybody on this call, you are going to have a death in the family. You are going to have a disruption to your business. You're going to have a important employee quit. You're going to have lawsuits. You could have divorce. I mean, these 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 winds of change happen to all of us. It's just a matter of what you're fortunate or unfortunate enough to deal with. But what matters is, is at what point you recognize it and say, okay, now is the time for me to get clear on exactly what I want. Now, the thing to be clear about is as humans, we tend to overestimate what we can do in 30 days. Like we take massive action, massive action, we may not get a result, so we quit. That's the that's the New Year's Eve, that's the, the, the January, February, March of your gym, all of those people that are in the gym right now, and they don't get immediate results, so they quit. But as humans, what we tend to underestimate is the power of what we can do over a year, two years, and four years. Now, I say that, and then I'm looking at right now, as the audience is a perfect example in Jeff Woods. So it was just two years ago that the Mentee podcast just started. Think about it. Two mm -hmm. years ago. Literally. Yeah, it was two years ago when we were introduced. And you were just a tiny little blip on the radar. People hadn't heard of podcasts. Now, heck, there's tens of thousands of podcasts out there. But you stuck with it. And as a result of our relationship, I was able to introduce you to some of my contacts that you got interviews with. And they introduced you to their contacts. And it was like a snowball that rolled downhill and got bigger and bigger and bigger. All with the premise was that you were taking massive action. And you weren't doing it. If you remember at first, Jeff, your first four months, you were just doing the podcast. Yep. yep. There was no call to action. There was no monetization taking place. You weren't doing it to get something. You were doing it to add value and give to others. You, you built a fan base. And it was in May and June, I think, of 2015 that we started talking about, you know, I have people that listen to every single podcast that would want more. And that's where, remember, I remember I was driving on Rancho Margarita Parkway when we started talking through the Inner Circle mm -hmm. coaching program. And it was all, it wasn't about how much can I make, how much can I make, how much can I make? You never said that. You said, what would be an affordable price rate that just about anybody could afford and they would get maximum value? And I'm like, what's maximum value? Well, A, they get more one-on-one -on -one time and attention from you and your core, let's call it your core speakers, like guys like me and you know, John Asraf and some of the other people you bring on for the inner circle calls. And then we started talking about the community. We started talking about the private Facebook page where people had one place to go. They paid a little bit of money, not a ton, but they were able to get special access and get value. Now, you think about how all that evolved. And it's not crazy because anybody listening to this could create the same thing. Challenge is most people will get started. They'll invest a little money. They may not get the result right away. And then just life happens, distractions happen, change happens, and they quit. Yep. Yep. Well, and it's, we talk a lot about this in the book where we talk about what does the shape of success really look like? And it's that same action done consistently over time. And for the longest time, it doesn't seem like you're getting any progress whatsoever. But then suddenly, boom, one day you have this hockey stick growth. 
And, and, and it's, it was the same thing there. But the thing I want to really drive home for people is when I was at my lowest point, I first and foremost re- realized that my lead domino was to surround myself with people who are where I wanted to be because they likely could see my world from a different perspective. It's, it's tough to read the label when you're inside the box. And the example of when the moment when my income gets slashed and you say, what do you want? I mean, you changed my state. You had me focusing on something completely different instead of playing victim. And I was no longer allowing myself to play victim. And then by constantly every single week, just trying to add value, not knowing what would ever come from it. I mean, like you said, I I completely underestimated what could happen in a matter of years. Because if you had asked me if me sitting here in Jay's office as we speak would be an option. I would say you're nuts. <laughs> yeah, but what you did say is I want to run my own thing. You yeah. did say I want to you know, control my own schedule. What you did say was I do not ever want to have to be at the mercy of somebody else's decision that is going to have direct impact on my compensation. Yep. You did say those things. I did. You said you wanted to have unlimited income earning potential. I did. You did say you wanted to have flexibility in your schedule for your wife and your family. Yep. yep. Right. And I remember to this day we're we're laying all these things out. Now the, the challenge is is that you know what you focus on is where your focus goes is where your energy will flow. And once we got you into that mindset of what, what if I could design it perfectly, what would it look like? That's where it all started. And you continued with the mentee podcast. We also said, okay, in the time being. How do you maximize this compensation structure? Yeah, which was a, which was a unique way to look at it because you, I mean, you've designed comp plans for who knows how many sales companies out there, but you said there's always a way to beat it. You just have to figure out what it's designed, where where that where that inflection point is, where you get to maximize it, and then craft all of your activities to maximize the comp plan, which suddenly well, became a game. that's exactly right. And I have designed, I don't know, hundreds of compensation programs. And typically a compensation program is designed so that your sellers are selling the highest margin products, thus producing the most bottom line EBITDA to the organization. And yours was a simple shift. And once you got out of, well, gosh, I've been going to the doctors talking about this same stuff every single time. And we had to shift your mindset to say, okay, um, while those things are still important, we're not going to bypass those. A bulk of your compensation is going to be based on the ongoing services or consulting or whatever else it is, not your situation, anybody else's situation. And where focus goes is where energy flows. Once you got focused on that, then it was, you know, you started performing well. And the biggest coup de gras was then you were able to go and say, you know what? I'm ready to move on to my own thing. You know, the reality is, is what you focus on tends to expand. Where your focus goes is where your energy flows. And, you know, the first shift you had to make was, woe is me, why is this happening to, okay, what is it that I need to do to create the outcomes, the clarified outcomes that I want to create? And while you still had your day job, you were working at night on the mentee. I mean, I remember going to your little, the area that you lived in and sitting in that that room, that public access room doing a recording over your lunch hour. I mean, you were building this business while you were running your business. Then eventually, if you think about it, you were looking for something bigger and even better. And, you know, who knows how the law of the universe worked, Jeff? I mean, how did you get introduced to Jay? How did you get introduced to, you know, this one thing book and this whole program that you're driving right now? But 
I firmly believe you attracted that into your life. Now, I'm not Joe Woo Woo. I'm not, I'm from Iowa. I'm not a Southern California, you know, stare at the stars and hope things happen. But I do believe that what you put out there, you tend to get more back of. And I mean, look at you now, you're a year, year and a half later, you've moved to Austin, you've changed your lifestyle, you've got two kids now, you're working for a thriving company in the one thing, you're being mentored by two of the smartest guys in the world. I mean, you built this. You know, feel good about that. And, and I do. And, and I mean, you know, this is this, I still do pinch myself. And I think you just said it perfectly at the beginning. We overestimate what we can do in 30 days, but we underestimate what we can do in a year or a matter of years. I really did underestimate this. Um, you know, I want to make this as applicable because I know every single person who's listening to this, there is a point in their life right now where they feel real pain and they're in their, inside their box. And so it's tough to read the label because they're inside it. They can't perceive a different world, a way to break out of whatever is holding them back. What would you suggest to those people? The same question that I asked you. 12 months from now, if you could design your life ideally, physically, emotionally, financially, career, spirituality, your body, your intimate relationship, your family relationship, clarity is where the power lives. So you start by identifying it in its ideal sense. What does that look like, feel like, sound like, smell like? What do the numbers look like? Get very clear there first because focus is power. And I know that people call that goal setting. You call it whatever you want. But you study enough successful people. There wasn't one of them that didn't have aspirations way bigger than themselves. Well, just to underscore that, one of the first things that I was asked to do was to do an exercise that we call internally here at Keller Williams, goal setting to the now. And Gary has taught people to ask, like, what is your big someday goal? Like, go out 20 years. What does amazing look like? Dare to dream. Like, wave the magic wand over yourself. You receive no resistance. Anything you think is possible and it will happen. So remove all the, the logic that's holding you back and just cast that big vision. What do you want to accomplish in 20 years? Think big. Then bring it back to what would you need to do in five years to feel like you're on track for your 20? What do you need to do in one year to tr feel like you're on track for your five? What do you need to do this month to be on track for your one? And what do you need to do this week to be on track for your month? And that is something that has become a habit for me since I've gotten here. So, you know, this is not airy fairy woo woo stuff. This is very legitimate. You need to identify what your North Star is. I remember, you know, we had, you know, 50 salespeople, and Ted Waite at the time was probably 27, 28 years old. I remember him to this day standing on a chair. He's holding, no, <laughs> he's smoking a cigarette. He's got a big ponytail. You know, that was kind of the, the look back in the early 90s. And I remember him standing in front of our organization saying, one day we will be the largest maker of personal computers in America. One day we will sell more than IBM. One day we'll put IBM out of business. And I'm just you know, shocked at his, his brazenness and how confident and certain he was. And while people, you know, peers among me were kind of rolling their eyes going, okay, whatever, woo-woo, yeah, wait, you know, way to go. Um, we did that. We freaking did that seven years later. You know, it's nine, eight years later, we were the third most recognized brand in America, the cow spotted boxes, if you've heard of Gateway. And now think about it, we were selling computers. Now, whatever it is you or your audience is selling, uh, in companies I go into, it's 
anything by today's standards can be perceived as commoditized. I mean, the one thing, okay, what is it? Time management, it's about laser focus, it's about this, it's about that. Anything can be perceived as commoditized. And if you allow yourself to think that way, you are doomed. Everything that you have to think about is, is what does it make that makes us different? Why does it matter? What problems do we ultimately solve? How do we remove fear from people that may be buying from us? And you know, we go back to the power of goal setting or getting clear on longer term goals. You know, I lived it with that company. You know, literally a company that started in a barn with two guys that went to 11 billion, that we had 21,000 employees at one point. I saw that happen. And, you know, the other side of it was, is in working with Tony Robbins. Now I come out of a Fortune 500 company, I'm numbers and metrics in a publicly traded company. And now I go into the world of personal development. And if you haven't had a chance to study Tony's work, he's worth checking out. But that is where I got into the, you know, the true power of mindset of success. And it wasn't just goal setting, that's the basic. And every, I don't care what training program you go to, they're gonna talk about goal setting, but understanding the psychology of peak performance understanding something called the power of modeling, which really is what the Mentee podcast is about, is let's find somebody who's done what it is I wanna do, let me understand how they did what they did, how they got themselves out of bed, what caused them to get to where they are, what were the actions they took, what were the mistakes they learned, that they they had, that they learned from. Um, I learned so much in working in that environment. And then also I'm working with Chet Holmes. And if you haven't had a chance to check out Chet Holmes's work, who's now passed away, his book called The Ultimate Sales Machine was one of the first book that just simplified the power of what's called education-based marketing. So he was talking about, you know, 10 years ago in 2007, when his book came out and prior to that, everything he talked about was, you have got to become the ultimate teacher in your marketplace. When you're the ultimate teacher, you become that go-to person. So it's not about sell, 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 you know, limited time off, or I got 30 left, all this, the email crap that we see in our inboxes. He was focused on how do we teach people to be better buyers of our products and services? Because when you become the ultimate teacher, you become the ultimate thought leader, you become the go-to person for people that are considering what it is you do. And, you know, the one thing does this through your new podcast, you've done it, Jeff, through the Mentee podcast, where it's give, 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 teach, 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 teach. And then if you have a program, a a book to sell, if you have a mastermind, if you have a course for people that want to go further, great. Let those who want to continue the journey, continue the journey. But there's no need for hype and high pressure sales these days. Yeah. And this is one of the craziest things because the entire thing that allowed me to scale the mentee into a six-figure business and create the opportunity with Gary and Jay was the fact that every single day I came from value. It was always value first. Yet, and I talked about this in episode nine where Jay and I talked about the big mistake that we made that most people are probably making right now is my very first year in business with Gary and Jay, I took everything that made me successful and literally threw it out the window and focused on selling focused on trying to get people to join time blocking mastery and it wasn't until you know a, you fast forward a year that I'm looking up and going gosh what's my north star what's that legacy what's that thing that I really want to be known for what is this brand that has been entrusted to me and am I living up am I making the brand stronger or am I weakening it 
And I realized I was weakening it. That's why we started this podcast, because I knew you needed to be able to get inside our heads on a regular basis for us to be vulnerable about our mistakes, because nobody's perfect. And that's something I'm still wrestling with now, which is how do I build a profitable company while also just making sure that it is value first? It's harder at scale. Oh, it is, and it's also doable because it's been done thousands of, of times. Over. Of course. Have, have you studied the work of Gary Vaynerchuk? Yeah, I mean, you know I, yeah, I mean, I listen to him all the time. He wrote a really good book called "Jab, Jab, Jab, Right Hook." Yep. And you know, the premise of the book, and if, for your audience, if you haven't read that one, pick it up. The premise of the book is "Jab, Jab, Jab," which is give, 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 teach, provide content, give great information, add value to your listeners, build a following. And then the right hook is the ask. The ask is, hey, I've got a book coming out. The ask is, I'm going to be speaking at an event. Would you like to attend? The ask is, I've got a CD program, an ongoing mastermind program. But where most people get it wrong is it's ask, 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 give a little value, ask, 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 give a little value. And you know, I totally subscribe to what he teaches because it's true. And if you listen to his podcast, if you're on any of his his blog, if you're on Facebook with the guy, it's always filled with really good real time content. I mean, you you want to follow, you want to listen to this guy because he's on such the front edge of social media, and he's living it every single day, and he talks about it every single day. Correct. So it's, it's give, teach, blog, write your LinkedIn posts, do these videos, get a podcast. And I want to speak to and make this so that even every single person here is not going, well, I don't have an email list. I'm not doing courses. I'm not doing masterminds. This is universal folks. I mean, I'll speak to the people who are agents, real estate agents who follow this. When you interact with a person, I know inside of KW, they have a 33 touch system. Every single interaction, are you asking for something or are you giving something of value? It's, it's, it's that simple. Every If you were to look at your interactions with a person as a whole, of all the interactions, what percentage of the time are you asking for something versus coming from contribution, coming to add value? And it's just, as long as you're on the right side and you're giving 51% and you're only taking 49 or less, that's what Gary talks about. He will give 51% all day long because 49% is enough. Love that. Yeah, and it's, it truly is. It's, you may say, I don't have a list and I don't... Listen... Anybody that's watching this right now can get on LinkedIn right now and write an article about something they're passionate about. Three keys to this, the four biggest mistakes I made, two ways to have a better whatever. It is so easy to publish an article on LinkedIn. Challenges, people will publish one, they might get a few views and a few likes, they think, okay, this may not work, and then they're out of there. I mean, how many episodes of The Mentee have happened? At this point, probably about 130. Okay, so 130, that's one every single week for more than two years. Yes. And now with the one thing, how many podcasts? I know you just got this started. I mean, this is episode 19. All right, so you're already on 19. And I'm sure on the very first one, you got some learnings. Everything didn't go perfect. Mm-hmm. You may not have had the audience that you have now, right? But the word gets out. If you're doing good work, correct. as consumers, we tend to freely pass that along. I mean, I don't know how many people I've sent to the Mentee podcast, you know, not just the ones that I did with you, but I heard one and I sent it to my friends because I wanted to help them too. Mm -hmm. But if you don't have an audience, if you do have an audience, the name of the game today is relevancy and publishing content. Videos like this, 
grab your iPhone, hey, I just had a big breakthrough, or oftentimes, if you've seen my stuff, Jeff, the, the two-minute tune-ups, it, it, it's so simple because I'll be on with a client or I'll be helping an organization work a big deal, and then I'll see the the patterns and the habits of how somebody was behaving. I'm like, no, 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 it's not this way, it's this way. That's, that's a two-minute tune-up video. Hey, it's that situation where they wanted to do A, B, and C, and I can see why their 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 natural instincts were to do that because that's what most sellers do. Let me tell you how I helped them to win this deal. They didn't do A, B, and C. They did D, E, and F. And here's why D, E, and F is so important. And it's two minutes. It's quick. Anybody can watch it. They always get forwarded from manager to manager, leader to leader, salesperson to salesperson. And there's no like, and by the way, go to my website where you can download my... I don't do that. It's just content. Yeah, and it's absolutely. Easy when you commit to it, you know, and, and you, you folks who listen to the show are going to hear it enough times. Um, can you become the type of person that every single day when you wake up and you interact with another human being, you develop the habit of coming from value, being genuinely curious about where are they struggling? Where do they need help right now? Can I show enough interest in them? Can I be more interested in them than trying to get them to be interesting? And if you continue to show up in the world that way, you will find that people will not only find you're interesting, they will go out of their way to bring value to you. And I didn't learn this because I just thought of it when I was in the shower. I learned it because I got in the room with people and watched guys like Gene. And I noticed how they always showed up looking to give instead of looking to get. And that struck me very deeply. And I made a habit out of it. Yeah, you know, it's interesting though, The through just media and watching TV, you would expect like, a, you know, a top speaker to be self-centered and you know, all the weird stuff you see on TV. And you find the, the real good ones are about, like they'll give you that one-on-one -on -one time if they have it. They'll, they'll set, you know, maybe you have to schedule out with, you know, somebody that's really big, you know, a month in advance because they're scheduled packed, but they'll always do it. You know, it's not like a, like a John Asaraf or a Greg Reed. I mean, they're busy. These are personal friends of mine. Um, but when I need advice or I just want to touch base, you know, I know it's going to be a waiting game and sometimes it's shorter, sometimes it's longer, but I've just found that the really good ones seem to always make time. Not, when they don't make time is when you're saying, hey, I wonder if you can promote this for me when you're coming at it self-centered. Very hard to get on important people's schedules. But if you're saying, look, I wanted to pick your brain for 10 minutes about a subject, or I think I've got a way that um, I, I watched one of your videos or I watched did one of your programs. I think I had a way it can help make it even better. Or I know you're trying to get into a different audience. I mean, that was a, you know, there was a big speaker that was mostly in personal development that I worked with that kept saying, I want to get into corporate business. I want to get into the business side. And I found a way that he could do that through a joint venture partner. And it turned into a wildly successful business. It's just that he, even though he was one of the biggest names in the business, was going at it, it differently. I was able to bring a different idea, uh, conjoin him with a very successful, powerful business consulting firm. And now there's a single program that allows him to achieve his outcome. Well, and I think that the moral of the story here is, and I've been, and I'll speak from this from 100% experience. When you think of somebody who you perceive to be further along than you, you wonder, how can I add value to them? What can I do to bring value to this person? I'm just me. And I thought that all day long. 
But when you show up as the type of person who's genuinely interested in other people and you find out where they're really struggling, like I found out that you've been wanting to write this book for a very, very long time. And your real problem was just the hours to get it done. I'm going, oh, interesting. I know a guy who actually specializes this. Made a connection between the two of you, just hoping that maybe value would come from it. And now they're helping you do your book. That's right. And that thing's coming out here in at the time of this recording in the next few months. That's right. And it, it's been a long road. And I can tell you, I have personally worked on this book for more than seven years. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody else out there like that? Like a little bit of writing here, then I changed this, and then I learned something new. And, you know, finally, I remember I was interviewing ghostwriters and I was so frustrated because I didn't know who to trust. And I was on a yeah, talking with Jeff and I'm like, I just need one organization that can handle everything. The, the, the cover design to the publishing, to the marketing, to the writing, to the, you know, all the editing. There's a lot of work that goes into a book outside of just you pouring your content, your you know, personal information out onto pages. There's a ton of things that go on once you really get into it. I have so much respect for anybody who's published a book because there's a lot. And it just, I just happened to ask Jeff the question at the right moment. He goes, oh, well, yeah, you got to meet this guy. And it was three weeks later that I signed a deal. And we, you know, I had, a, I had a, some personal situations this summer that delayed it a little bit. But we're going to have a, a book out published um, that'll be a bestseller. I, you know, I don't know how high it's going to go. It's going to depend on how big the audience is and how many people are hungry to get you know, at least the best stuff I've learned in 26 years on how to hunt deals, how to win deals, how to keep deals, how to have great time management, how to build your right message. It's the best of everything I've learned in working with the people I've worked with. Yeah, well, and for, and for those of you, if you want to learn more about it, because I, I can back up Gene just from knowing his content and, and the impact he's made in my life, you can check out his book at thesalesedge.co. So thesalesedge.co. And you can get a few, you put a few chapters up there and you're giving away some of your video training. So he's he's coming from value and his, his stuff's really good. So for those of you who find yourself in a sales capacity, check it out. Um, so Gene, let's do this. Before you wrap, I always like to leave people with... A pretty strong call to action, and it usually is regarding a one thing. Shocker. Out of everything that we've talked about so far, if somebody's listening to this and they can and they say, I can only do one thing based on what I just heard with Gene and Jeff, what would you suggest they do? Well, what is your ultimate priority outcome? Like for me, right now, my one thing is I still got my day job, I'm still a dad. I still have family. I still need to work out, go to church, all the stuff like most people do. But my one thing is getting this book published. And it's something that I think about all the time. I wake up when I don't get time on it. I wake up and say, I got to get time on it. And that's why I've hired an external firm to hold me accountable to doing the things I need to do and provide me external advice. So my one thing is I want to get this book published. Even if I only sell 10 copies and it's all my family, it's I've got it done. It's the box is checked. And then I'll move on to the next one thing, then the next one thing. But having that true north, I think you called it, or the North Star, you know, what is the most pressing priority issue for you? Get clear on that and, and have some time already carved out on a week by week basis. Sometimes it's a daily basis where you're going to take action towards that one thing. Oh, man. So, what, what, somebody should write about that in a book. Oh, what would they call that? 
Sounds like you're blocking time. Time blocking. Oh. Time block. That's what it is. There you go. (laughs) Shocker. Cool. So if I'm hearing you correctly, it's identify where you want to go, identify the one specific action you can do, and put it on your calendar. Well, it's that. And then, you know, Tim Ferriss just came out with a new book and he interviewed 200 of the most successful people in multiple areas. I don't know if you've had a chance to listen to any of his podcast, but it's outstanding. Okay. And, you know, the one thing he said, some commonalities that were not surprising, but he found in all every successful person is their guardedness of their time. Mm hmm. And that's what time blocking is. Time blocking is guarding your time to make sure you're accomplishing your core outcomes. And that's scheduling sleep. That's scheduling your one thing activities. It's scheduling your day-to-day stuff. It's scheduling family time. It's scheduling workout time. It's scheduling spirituality time. But he found that common among all of those people that they didn't just kind of get up and let the day see where the day went. I mean, that's what below average people do. But they already knew a week, month, a year in advance. Um, you can't see my wall, but I've got a huge calendar here where I've got the entire year laid out. There's some open spots, but that way, you know, I can visually look in my calendar. And if somebody says, we want you to do something March, whatever, and I know I've got to camp out with my kids, with my kids group, then I can't do it. Yeah. All right. It's planned. Yeah, that's, that's right. All right, man. Well, thank you for the time. I really appreciate it. And, and for everybody who's listening, if you love this type of content. If you want to make sure that this comes to you every single week automatically, hit subscribe on whatever device you are listening to. And as a way of saying thank you for subscribing to the show, just take a screenshot of your, whether it's your phone or your computer after you've clicked the button, email that image to contest at the one thing.com. That's with the number one. And we'll send you a free digital copy of the one thing as a way of saying thank you. And I, I, I genuinely, I really do mean this. We're doing this for you. And so some of you have already been um, putting posts out on Facebook and you've been hashtagging the one thing, all spelled out, the O-N-E thing. Uh, I monitor those type of hashtags. So if you have feedback about the show, go ahead and post it. Apply that hashtag because I'm watching and I'm really looking for your feedback. If you want to hear more Gene, I can bring Gene back. Um, If you have other ideas for shows, we want to hear it. We legitimately are doing this to add value to you. So take ownership over it. Submit your feedback and, and let us support you and give you what you need. So with that, thank you so much. And we'll see you in the next episode.